Well, hello and welcome back to Moments with Moni. I'm so glad you're here where you can find practical help for the heart and home as we ponder life from a biblical perspective, as well as a weekly digital dose of discipling to help equip us to be better effective in the opportunities that God places before us to further his kingdom. Well, hello and welcome back to Moments with Moni. I'm glad you're here. This is episode number 149. It's a bit of a shorter episode. Today is February 14th as I record this for tomorrow to put out into the world so you can hear it. I hope that you are all loving on your families and showing them exactly how much you love them and how much Jesus loves them. And remember, if you are alone, you're really not. Jesus is there with you. If you need to feel loved, pick up your Bible. Read the words that God left for you. Those are love letters to us. Everything in his heart that he wants us to know is written within the pages of the Bible. And God sent his son because he loved you so much. Sent his son to make a way for us to live with him forever. That meant shedding his blood on a cross. But thankfully God is powerful enough and he made Jesus come back to life, and he's now sitting at the right hand of the Father, waiting for us, waiting for the last person to accept his free gift of eternal life. Now that's love. And now back to our romance and redemption story in the book of Ruth. My, 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 we did leave off at a very important moment, didn't we? Let's go back a verse and get a running start on today. So we'll start in chapter 2, verse 19. And her mother-in-law said unto her, unto Ruth, Where hast thou gleaned today? And where wroughtest thou? Where did you work today? Blessed be he that took knowledge of you. And she, Ruth, told her mother-in-law, with whom she had worked, and said, The man's name with whom I worked today is... Very last word out of her mouth. Um, Naomi is standing there waiting for the bottom line, and finally Ruth gets to it and says, Boaz. Now, I don't know how much time passed between verse 19 and verse 20 in real life, but I don't think it took Naomi very long to put two and two together. Because verse 20 says, And Naomi said to her daughter-in-law, Blessed be he of the Lord who has not left off his kindness to the living and to the dead. And Naomi said to her, The man is near of kin to us, one of our next kinsmen. Remember, back in those days, the women did not own the property. Naomi, there was nothing that she could do with that property, but it was in the hands of another man who was a kinsman, a relative. And this particular one, she says, is one of our next kinsmen, also known as a goel. In Leviticus, it explains this kinsman redeemer, and it also is a picture of Jesus, who is our kinsman redeemer. We have a redeemer in Christ who went to the cross and paid for our sins so that we 
could be forgiven of our sins as we confess them to God so that we can be forgiven and spend eternity with Christ, eternity with God forever and ever. I believe that the moment that Naomi heard the name Boaz, hope sprung up inside of her once again. Here is someone, this Boaz, that can redeem their land once again for them. This picture of a redeemer and a redeemer who redeems the land is also a picture of our Jesus. You see, when Adam sinned, he was kicked out of the Garden of Eden. And then that prince of the power of the air took over. Satan has rule over this land, over our earth, but really only by God's allowing of that. Satan is still on a leash. So Genesis chapter 3 shows us where Adam lost the right to be in the Garden of Eden. And last week I mentioned Revelation chapter 5, where the those in heaven are asking, who is worthy to open the seals on the scroll that was in heaven? This scroll was written on the inside and on the out. It was meaning it was filled to the brim with information and complete and then it was sealed with seven seals, all on the front edge. And only one that was worthy was allowed to open this scroll with the seven seals on it. Some commentators think that this scroll is was the title deed to the planet Earth. They use Jeremiah chapter 32 to explain how this title deed was sealed customarily in this way and then used later as the uh, right of inheritance and for redemption of the land. Still, there's no doubt that the earth is the Lord's. It belongs to God. Through the governments, though, of this world, it belongs to Satan. In Luke chapter 4, where Satan tempts Jesus with offering him the world. And of course, Jesus said, get thee behind me, Satan. But if God has to get the title deed back, did God ever lose this title to the planet Earth? No, of course not. God holds this scroll. It isn't lost. However, the scroll must be opened. It must be revealed. And in Revelation chapter 5, that is the focus, or should be the focus. And that is that there's no one worthy anywhere to open the seals of this title deed until Jesus enters the scene, the kinsman redeemer. So our future is safe. Our future and our hope is safe in the hands of Jesus, and he will open those seals one day. But here, Naomi finds hope in the kinsman redeemer of Boaz, finding that there is a relative close enough to save her and Ruth from dying and even redeem their land for them. So verse 21 continues, And Ruth, the Moabitess, said, she's still being referred to as a Moabitess, He said unto me also, Thou shalt keep fast by my young men until they have ended all my harvest. Well, actually, they didn't say that, did they? He didn't. He asked her to stay fast by his young women. But in verse 22, 
And Naomi said unto Ruth, her daughter-in-law, It is good, my daughter, that you go out with his maidens, and gently corrects her, that they meet thee not in any other field. Naomi instructs Ruth to stick with the maidens so that she won't be attacked by the man or in another field, to stay on Boaz's land, just as he said. So, in an immediate change of action, with obedience, verse 23 says, So she, Ruth, kept fast by the maidens of Boaz, to glean unto the end of the barley harvest, and of the wheat harvest, and dwelt with her mother-in-law. And that's the end of chapter 2. But wait, from the moment that they found out it was Boaz to the end of the harvest of the barley and the wheat, that was two to three months. So what, no happy ending? No marriage and happily ever after? What, why? Ruth lives with her mother-in-law for two to three more months during the end of the barley harvest and through the wheat harvest? Remember, this is not a Disney film or a Hallmark movie. But you say, Boaz knows they are family. He knows he is a kinsman redeemer to them. And now Naomi knows this too, and she told Ruth. What is holding up the show? Why has Boaz not stepped in as the kinsman redeemer and redeemed their land and helped them? Well, I guess you'll have to come back next week and find out the rest of the story. Now that you've listened to the podcast today, remember to apply soap liberally this week. Choose a scripture from today's lesson. Write down your observation of the text. Consider how to apply it to your own life and write a love letter to the Lord in prayer. And don't forget to check out the blog at momentswithmoni.com for more information and free downloads. And while you're there, feel free to leave your comments and your questions. Until next time, guard your heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life.